I don't know if this will make sense to the ordinary soul, especially to the young ones, but what we need to do is simply to awaken, to be awake. While we are caught in our delusions and the many things that confuse our senses, we need to come back to the present moment without thinking, without grasping. We need to know that while we plan and struggle to arrange the world in order to suit our little desires, much like the little prince, there is no certainty that in the end, we will all be better off. I know this sounds negative, but this is reality. There is no fairytale ending. That we live happily ever after seems to point out an eternal happiness. But it is just that, a temporary ending cut at the happy point. It is one of our pet peeves. We'd love a happy ending. But no one takes pride of a happy ending. For one, you are not dead yet. Life continues and struggle continues. Life continues and you cannot therefore claim happiness forever and ever. All you can hope for is that despite the unhappiness, the obstacles, you and your loved ones may be happy. That's it. Oh, how selfish a man is, grasping, struggling to arrange and rearrange the world and its events as they will fit him. Let not the world suit you. Rather, you should aim to suit to the world. Because the world has been around you for billions and billions of years before you, and will be around for billions and billions of years after you. Day 43, 100 meaningful days. sort of a counterpoint on what was read before this. Uh, this usually happens if I read aloud an article I've written like four or five years ago. Sometimes either a new insight comes <clears throat> or you, you realize and rethink that hey, I may have sounded a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right and maybe the listeners or the readers misinterpreted my my article or my thoughts it's like rearranging also your thoughts in your mind in reality it tells you a lot of things first it tells you that uh, there is no absolute uh, point in the universe and in your own mind wherein all the tenets that you have believed as a young person, as a thoughtless person, or even as a thoughtful person, that it does not change. It's a move from being to becoming. I know it sounds, you know, Heidegger-like or one of those philosophers, but maybe when I wrote this article, 
I was into Heidegger no? and maybe that sort of uh, influenced me but what I'm trying to say is that <clears throat> when I say let not the world suit, suit you rather let, let yourself or let your mind or your being suit to the world it doesn't preclude You know, creativity and uh, out-of-the-box thinking and innovation. When I was reading that, immediately what pops to my head was the iconic gesture of uh, Steve Jobs, and, you know, saying "Think different," and we're going to change the world. You know those things, and of course. We know that certain individuals can shape the world in a way by their thoughts, and in reality, it's not just—it's not just us, you know, individually. But I think everybody. But I think the main point of the article is, if it does happen, then you know, it's—it means that uh, the world may be ready to change with you. What? What? Is, it is actually saying is that even if it does not do not be sad nor happy if it does because it's just you being part of the whole becoming phase you know you may be the agent of change at that point in time but it does not point to you alone uh, you know it it does not uh, make you proud a super achievement like that it's just you being part of the whole process so while you aim to quote unquote change the world I think what is best is for you to look into yourself and improve yourself little by little 1% a day each day in order for you to improve and continually improve and in the process change people around you and the small world that you live in if it does not happen the way you envision it to be do not grasp nor be sad nor be bitter because in the end the world changes as it does within you and without you so it does change with you as an agent of change or the part of agents of many agents of changes but even if it does not it's still okay because eventually it will maybe beyond your lifetime maybe after you're gone but it doesn't make you you know a failure or a sad individual because that's the way it is so I think for me that's the meaning of suiting to the world not letting the world suit you because the world is like a giant plan or the giant becoming I'm not talking about the earth I'm talking the whole the universe the whole plan of you know everything from the very beginning of the universe and the colliding of all the atoms the release of all this energy and the forming of all the planets and all the life in the universe there's a plan for the universe I mean you know there's a becoming that's happening and being part of that um, 
insignificant as though we are, we are part of that plan and we have missions and we have individual uh, destinies to fulfill. And the best that we can do is to fulfill that which is before us. But let us not grasp, let us not uh, be, be so proud of our little achievement, and let us not also be bitter even if we did not make it. Because in the end, the plan always does. In order to prove that there is intelligent life in the universe, I only point to the fact that they have not yet come to live with the quarrelsome, barbaric, and hateful humans. What intelligence? Consequently, since all our actions and words reverberates to the world and influences basically everything, let this be our hope. May my life, my words, and action be a benefit to everyone I share my life with, to go beyond the illusion of separateness, but rather view our connectedness. Hashtag One World This is from Siddhartha Gautama Buddha on wise speech. I've heard this in one of those recordings of uh, Jack Cornfield, and this is the message. In due season will I speak, truthfully will I speak, gently not harshly. Conducive to concord will my words be. With clear intention will I speak. And to their benefit will I speak, not to their loss. I think those words befits what wise speech really is. I mean, some people talk just because want to be heard. As a young person, I said, speak not because you want to be heard, but speak because you want them to hear. The difference between the two is the first one points to the speaker while the second one points to the message. A lot of people just babble their words just because they want to be seen or you know, be heard by the world. It's the I, me, mine, I, me, mine, I, me, mine ideology of the world, especially the modern world because maybe uh, of uh, extreme overpopulation, you know, we, 
we have so many people all around the world and they have so many likes and dislikes and focuses on life right and sometimes in all this confusion you want your self to be seen to be put in the limelight to be put in the the camera you know your 15 seconds or 15 minutes of fame but these words of the Buddha tells us that why speech is not you being heard but rather that your message may benefit the others. Uh, somehow it also recalls what St. Thomas Aquinas said uh, in the 13th century, of course, Buddha came first. Uh, he wrote that, um, you know, listen not to the person speaking, but rather to the words being spoken or something like that. So the idea is that you can be wise. You can, you know, acquire wisdom even if you're reading uh, a book supposed to be supposedly written by a pagan or gentile. You know, those those uh, words are prevalent during his time. And I think he was the first one insisted that uh, the idea is not to burn Aristotle but to understand Aristotle because somehow he's speaking the truth maybe uh, the same uh, truth may come out of his writing and you know if we believe that the truth is the same one divine truth inconsistent uh, consistent with all the other truths then there is no uh, fear in your heart so the idea is not to close the, the other books but to read everything and somehow integrate it to the, to the truth that uh, will eventually set us free so going back to the, the to the Buddhist uh, tenet on wise speech I think we must consider that and remember that uh, that we all are noisy uh, day you know in all the noise uh, of our day especially the noise inside our hearts remember that we must use our speech in order to benefit others rather than be a burden to them. Sometimes when we speak, you know, uh, we attack another person maybe unknowingly. When we speak, we make another person feel bad. Or when when you feel slighted, you will you will attack back. Or Punch or something, so in the end, it does not end. But if we only learn to speak, uh, you know, the, the words that will be beneficial for all, and in the timing that is needed, and in all 
other um, times then we should love silence come to think of it I've been speaking for 6 minutes and that is enough talking and let us be silent now Thank mm-hmm. you.